I'm Ashley. And I'm Ash. And you're listening to Hex Girlfriends. <laughs> Get your giggles out. <laughs> All right, so Hex Girlfriends, tonight we are bringing you my personal favorite horror movie. It holds a special place in my heart, 1976 Carrie, Mm -hmm. based on the awesome Stephen King novel, which I read entirely too early in my life. So you've actually read the book? Yes, I was 11, 12. I got this book at a flea market outside of Nashville and was like, yeah, (laughs) this looks good. (laughs) Exactly. Was your other choice where the red fern grows? Because I don't blame you. Girl, no, I steer clear of that. I steer clear of that like the plague. That's a true nightmare. It is, right? So Carrie got 93% Rotten Tomatoes with the critics and 77% with the audience. It's a pretty fair score. That is a fair score. And honestly, it's higher than the other two that we've done so far. So we're on the up and up. We are. (laughs) (laughs) We're running up that road. Oh, Um, girl, don't get me started. (laughs) So, Miss Carey also made $33.8 million in the box office. Damn. Slay Queen. Yeah, for 1976? That's a uh-huh. shit ton of money. Yeah, November 3rd. That's literally the day between my sister and my mother. They have telekinetic powers or anything? They don't. That is the time of the Scorpio. And, uh, you know, my mom is a redhead, so it makes sense. No, no hate to my Scorpios. I love my Scorpios. No, they're just feisty. <laughs> Me being a Libra, I got to have my balance. Of- <laughs> That's right. And I'm just going to be over here crying like a little bitch because I'm a cancer. <laughs> so. Carrie was directed by Brian De Palma. He had major success with this movie. But yeah. I don't know if you know, Ash, he also directed Scarface. Never seen it. Oh, girl. Favorite gangster movie. But everybody always says it's like a staple, just like The Godfather. Oh, yeah. He also went on to direct 1987's The Untouchables, both classics. And uh, so the man, he's amazingly talented at what he does. Combine that talent with the brilliant mind of Stephen King. Bada bing, bada boom. Boom. Fireworks. Stephen King you can't really go wrong with. Oh, hell no. I mean, you're lucky if you get to make one of his novels to movies. So, I don't know if you know this, but Carrie was actually Stephen King's first big screen adaptation. And it's so funny, if you go back and you watch the original trailer for this movie, they misspelled his name. Back then, he wasn't the Stephen King that he is now, but man. Wow. Okay, so question. How old is The Shining? 1980. Is it 1980 on the dot? I think so. This one put him on the map. The man, the myth, the legend, Stephen King. We are not worthy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So this movie stars Sissy Spacek as Carrie and Piper Laurie as her deranged, fanatical, religious mother, uh, Margaret White. She's a wild one. Listen, and if you have any kind of mommy problems, I'm here to tell you this bitch is not going to help. But the Piper Laurie is a wonderful, wonderful actress. She is also in one of my favorites, Twin Peaks. But she is absolutely perfect at being the insane mother in this movie. Both of these women were so good on these roles that I really cannot see these roles being played by anyone else. 
people might be divided on this, but Terminator 2, for example, is that one is of my, my favorite sequel. S- yes. Girl. And nobody can ever redo no. that no. movie. Fun fact when they did talk about, you know, doing the remake of Carrie, Stephen King was like, I think I'd like to see Lindsay Lohan play Carrie. No shit. Yeah. I don't know if you know, but both Sissy Spacek and Piper Laurie were nominated for an Oscar for their portrayals of these characters. Wow. That's impressive, especially in the horror genre. You don't really see like a horror film ever nominated for an Oscar. I mean, these women were fantastic. Sissy Spacek actually was not Brian De Palma's first pick. Her husband, he was working on the on the movie and Brian De Palma did a favor. Said, okay, you know, let's let's uh Sissy Spacek come in here and like she gave it all she fucking had because wow. he had his heart set on somebody else. Game over. So do we know who the other I did not see the other pick. I'd be super interested to know. Yeah, me too. I do know that when he came out and said that she had the role, they drove off really fast, so he couldn't change his mind. (laughs) (laughs) The the movie Carrie also stars Amy Irving as Sue Snell, William Catt as Tommy Ross. Then you also have the two main antagonists in the movie are Billy Nolan and Chris Hargensen, and they are played by John Travolta. And Nancy Allen. Like, she was good. This was John Travolta's first big screen debut. Yeah, I would believe it. He looks like a baby in this one. He does. The movie begins. We've got a girl's gym class, and they're playing volleyball, which is triggering for me because I sucked at volleyball and gym (laughs) class. (laughs) You need coordination to be in this class? Ah, fuck it. I'm sitting out. Not the gym (laughs) class. (laughs) (laughs) as the opening credits are rolling the girls are playing around in their undies some are naked in the locker room (laughs) of course 70s horror 80s horror my husband came in the room he's like "Ooh, 70s titties (laughs) but the music for the opening credits is pretty interesting it almost seems like an instrumental love ballad to these girls running around and you know, then we see Carrie as the music continues to play Mm -hmm. and she's not running around and she's not playing with the other girls <laughs> no she's, she's definitely an outsider you get that from the very beginning i know you know she's all alone in the locker room showering when blood starts pouring down her leg <laughs> and she immediately panics and she runs to the other girls to help her i mean she is a mess she's covered in you know in her mm-hmm. blood grabbing people help me thinking she's dying they just look at her in disgust mm-hmm. you know but when they realize she's having her period they start throwing pads and tampons at her and she's cowering in the shower and they're like plug, plug it up, up plug, plug it up, up. Plug oh. it up. i would still be in therapy if that happened to me same that was really awful they were really awful to her that's when we see the gym teacher, Miss Collins, who is played by Betty Buckley. There's two places that you've seen her. She is the therapist in Split. Okay. And she's also the woman that lives in the country house in The Happening when she smashes her face into the window. Apparently, she loves the horror genre because both of those yeah. movies. Uh, Miss Collins, she comes in to see what all the commotion is about, and she sees Carrie screaming. She's trying to console her, but to snap her out of her fear-induced panic state, Colin <laughs> just slaps the shit out of her. She just decks her. Toto, we ain't in 2023 anymore. No, we're not. I mean, could you imagine that happening today? Hell no, that's assault. <laughs> Ooh. 
you know, Carrie's upset and trauma seems to bust the overhead light out. Mm. And then Collins consoles her with a bloody finger mark on her white gym shorts. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) That was pretty awful. I would love to go back and watch this movie for the first time again because I was so young. I couldn't appreciate what she was going through and how horrible these girls really were to her. Your period is fucking terrible as it is. Can you imagine, like, that's how you kick off and everybody's just laughing at you and then your gym teacher decks you and it's like hey back to reality <laughs> back to life <laughs> go put your tampon in mm. i don't mm. know <laughs> so we switch over to the next scene with carrie sitting outside the principal's office collins is inside explaining that carrie had no idea what was happening and no clue about what a period was how it all goes about anatomy so they call carrie in And the principal keeps calling her every damn name under the sun, except for her actual name. She's like, it's Carrie. (laughs) (laughs) I know, over and over. He tells her she's dismissed and free to go home for the day. But then he calls her the wrong name again. Triggering mm-hmm. her telekinesis, <laughs> and then she screams, It's Carrie! When she does this, his ashtray flips off in the air and breaks into pieces on the floor. And then she bolts out the door, like, Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so she walks home sad and confused. And, and as she's walking home, this little buck on a bicycle <laughs> he rides his bike past her. He turns around, comes back, and taunts her, singing, Creepy Carrie, creepy Carrie. And then, boom, her eyes lock on him and he crashes to the ground yes i felt that i don't know i'm not gonna lie and say at some points in my life would i have used carrie like telekinesis absolutely a fun fact each time her telekinesis is triggered in this movie you will hear like a violin makes a sharp sound that's very similar to psycho these actual sharp musical notes were a nod to the hitchcock film and then when i was reading about the movie i'm like it actually was meant to sound like that (laughs) yeah so now this next scene is where we are introduced to margaret white Uh, can i just say something sissy spacek has the most beautiful hair in this movie oh my gosh but her mama looks like she's got a goddamn squirrel on her head (laughs) does she own a brush i wonder if it was even her hair maybe it's a wig (laughs) it didn't look real it was like a red brillo pad it was like floating on top of her head (laughs) yes i stuck her finger in a socket (laughs) like uh it has its own character in the movie that's right piper laurie's hair This bitch is insane. And I hope I don't offend anybody calling these bitches bitches, but they're bitches. It's it's, it's a fact, actually. It's a fact because, in this movie. <laughs> because in this day and age, you would not be able to get away with that kind of behavior from any of these people oh, that we're wow. going to refer to as bitches. So I feel like it's totally valid. Oh, yeah. Um, and we could be saying see you next Tuesday. Because... Oh, I do say that. And this is <laughs> no. an explicit podcast. So, unless your mom says it's okay. <laughs> if mom says you can hear this, then fine. <laughs> so we see Margaret White walking up to the home of Sue Snell. And her mother is actually played by her biological mother. Priscilla Pointer, Mrs. Snell, answers the door. And she reluctantly invites Margaret White in. First of all, this woman's running around town dressed like a Slytherin. <laughs> She slithers on up to the snail house. (laughs) She starts spreading God's salvation through Christ's blood. And she's showing her like this teenage biblical doctrine (laughs) about these are godless times, Miss Snail. This This is is actual audio from the film. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what? In her head, she's like, shut the fuck up. But instead, she said, I'd like to contribute five, ten dollars. She is immediately offended. She packs up her shit. As she's walking to the door, she throws her hand up. She says, <laughs> I pray you find Jesus. <laughs> And I pray you find the exit. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I never get tired of watching Piper Laurie as Margaret White. So Mama gets home. Carrie is upstairs hiding from her in her bedroom because she knows she's in for it. <laughs> mm, that's already a foreshadowing to what kind of relationship's going on there. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine being like 17 years old and scared of your mother oh, like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She gets a call from the school that lets her know what happened to Carrie that day. And she hangs up the phone and says, I know you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) You got the voice down that. Come on downstairs. She tells Carrie, you're a woman now. Carrie immediately responds with, why didn't you tell me, mama? And Margaret charges at her and knocks her upside the head with that book that describes the sins of a woman. It looks like a workbook. (laughs) School sent her home with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So she's got this book and Carrie's on her knees and she keeps wanting Carrie to repeat the sins. Mm -hmm. And the first sin was intercourse. Say it. Say it. The first (laughs) sin was intercourse. God damn it. She keeps smacking Carrie. So Carrie finally does. And she's like, I didn't sin, mama. (laughs) The first sin was intercourse. (laughs) And she keeps crying as her mama hits her in the face with that damn book. She Mm. says, we'll pray. Mm -mm. Whenever Margaret White says, we'll pray. Next thing you know, your ass is in the cupboard under the stairs. Creepy Jesus. (laughs) That's right. Oh, my gosh. So Margaret... After she drags her kicking and screaming in there, she locks Carrie in there. She, Mama is definitely taking the Bible and she's manipulated it to her own benefit of how she interprets. It's people like that that are so radical Mm. and obviously are not doing anything good in the name of Christ. After hours of being in the closet, Margaret finally lets her out. Carrie goes up to her room. The whole house is super creepy and dark. I'm pretty sure it's only lit by candlelight and like one light in the fucking kitchen. So it makes the whole movie just dark, eerie, creepy. And as Carrie is looking into the mirror, you can see her rage like boiling inside her. Here comes the Hitchcock. (laughs) Say it again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm dyslexic. And here comes the Hitchcock (laughs) violin noises. The mirror breaks, and Carrie now knows that she has powers. What's the first thing you would do if you move shit with your mind? It would probably be something stupid like getting a snack. I don't know. I feel like I'd go to the mall and fuck with people. Well, no. (laughs) I didn't know we were going out in public. We switch back over to Carrie back at school. Carrie's in class, and she's listening to a poem written by Tommy Ross. Obviously, it wasn't written by Tommy Ross, but... (laughs) right he there was some plagiarism (laughs) there yeah um when the teacher says is there any criticisms she speaks up quietly and said the poem was beautiful the teacher mocks her response to tommy's poem and it pisses tommy off he said you suck and then the teacher's like pardon he's like oh shucks oh shucks Back in gym class, Collins is about to ruin the day for all these snot-nosed bullies. Mm. Um, she tells them to line up and gives them <laughs> major shit on how they treated Carrie. She mocks Sue and Chris on how they obviously have first pick on who is taking them to prom. She tells them she wanted to give them a three-day suspension and refusal of prom tickets. And the girls are like, <gasps> oh, which is what they should have done. 
the girls boohoo and she tells them that the office decided to give them one week's detention and they're all like, oh, but there's still a little catch. Mm-hmm. It's to be Colin's detention. She gonna make him girls sweat. <laughs> <laughs> And she does. Chris was sassy, of course, saying Mm -hmm. she wasn't going to come. I'm not coming. And then Miss Collins said, if the girls don't show, it's refusal of prom tickets. Spoiled little Chris is pissed. She's not happy at all. And then, you know, we see the girls going through a rigorous boot camp with Collins. (laughs) Like they're doing (laughs) push-ups and they're doing crunches and jumps and squats. Sweat, bitches. <laughs> they struggle. <laughs> <laughs> they were really getting it out there. So Chris is done and tells Collins to stick the remaining 10 minutes up her ass. <laughs> well, we all know Collins isn't shy about smacking somebody. No. She slaps the shit out of Chris. She- <laughs> and again, sign of the time. Physical Chris assault is- of a minor. Jesus Christ. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Normal Tuesday. That's right. Uh, Chris is crying and screaming to the other girls that they should stick together. And Sue's just like, shut up, Chris. But she doesn't. Instead, she leaves saying, this isn't over. This isn't over by a long shot. (laughs) What are you going to do? (laughs) (laughs) While Carrie is spending her time in the library, she's researching her newfound abilities. Mm -hmm. And while she's doing that, Sue meets up with Tommy on the track and asks him to take Carrie to prom as a favor. You know, of course, you're you're like, mm, do I trust this girl, Sue? I did not have good feelings about it. You're kind of, you're questioning everybody, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we switch over to that evening with Chris riding around town with Billy Nolan. <laughs> that okay. is who's taking, well, who was taking her to prom. And he is played by John Travolta. His buddies drive up alongside him and throw him a beer. Which, does like, he know how to drink a beer? Because. <laughs> thank you. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to shotgun a fucking beer. You can sip it, you know. I mean, he opened it and just, it all went down his chin. I'm like, did it all over his fucking face? (laughs) Then, you know, these cops pull up beside him with the biggest flashlight I've ever seen in my fucking life. (laughs) Like, this flashlight was about the size of that bag old patrol car. Like the Batman spotlight. You kids (laughs) drinking and driving. They shine the flashlight in the car and he spills the beer all over Chris. Ugh. She calls him a stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but then she gets decked again. How many times Thank has she you. been slapped? Not I, enough I, to know about her. her. She can't feel a damn thing. <laughs> and he hates being called a stupid shit. Well, she calls him that again because she didn't learn her damn lesson. Mm. And for the second time that day, she gets smacked in the face. Mm-mm-mm. And then he proceeds to call her uh fuck. He says, You fuck. And then he like does a U-turn <laughs> in the middle of the road. So, you know, they pull up to like this teen hangout spot and they're in the car. They start making out and playing like cat and mouse and all this shit. One minute she's kissing him, and then one minute she's pushing him off of her and she makes it up to Billy by pleasuring him while asking him to do something for her to get back at Carrie White. <laughs> yeah, she's blowing him and she's like, I hate Carrie White. And it's he's like, like who? What? <laughs> Chris, this is the perfect time for this conversation. It does not work out. No. We are back in the library and Tommy finds Carrie in there. He asks her to the prom and she takes off running. <laughs> and I don't blame her a damn bit. Collins finds Carrie hiding near the locker room uh, out by the track. And uh, Carrie tells her that she thinks that they're tricking her again because Tommy had just asked her to prom. 
I would be wondering the same thing. I would not trust anybody. Oh, hell no. Uh, Collins tries to boost her self-esteem. You know, she takes her into the bathroom and uh, tells her, you know, you can pull your hair back. You can see your pretty face. You put a little mascara on, some lipstick. But in the back of her mind, like, she's worried, too. You can see Mm -hmm. the fear in Miss Collins' her eyes. Yeah. And then we see Collins, Miss Collins, she bombards Sue and Tommy to see what the fuck they are up to. What are y'all thinking? Right. Like, this better not be a prank. Sue's telling her like well you know we want to get her involved in things and help her out and she feels bad about what happened and but collins is still like come on sue like this has to be a joke right because you're of two different classes popularity level and this just seems ridiculous tommy keeps bothering carrie and she finally says yes when he shows up at her door just to get him to leave yeah because you keep hearing mama in the background going carrie (laughs) (laughs) carrie So the next thing we're going to talk about has a major trigger warning, mm. animal cruelty. Billy and Chris, along with his dumbass friends, go to a pig farm at night. It's storming and raining and shit. They've got like this giant mallet <laughs> and his friends act like going to do something with the mallet that he's carrying. Mm-hmm. But then he backs out and Billy's like, get her done, man. Get her done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And his ass jumps in there in the crowd of pigs with that mallet. And he kills two pigs. Serial killer vibes right there. Like, how could you be such a twat that you literally had your boyfriend go and slaughter two pigs to collect their blood? Because you made fun of some girl and then you got detention all you had to do was a few jumping jacks chris it ain't that big of a deal i mean that had to be a life-changing blowjob we switch over during a creepy ass candlelit dinner so as we're sitting there in the dark room at the dining table carrie tells her about the prom um it doesn't go well no (laughs) it does not (laughs) she's explaining the prom margaret just throws tea in carrie's face and it totally extinguishes the candlelight so now they're both sitting in the dark while it's lightning outside and carrie tells her mom that she accepted the invite and margaret (laughs) said go to your closet (laughs) and carrie said no (laughs) (laughs) no you slytherin go to your closet (laughs) no you fucking slytherin get in there (laughs) shit they fight back and forth and carrie tells her he's a nice boy mama you would like him Margaret's knowing damn good and well your mama ain't gonna like him she don't like nobody but jesus that's right <laughs> margaret starts laughing maniacally the mm. boys the boys oh yes the boys <laughs> first comes the blood then the boys and carrie starts yelling at her to listen and obviously she won't listen and then all the windows shut in the house like mm. snap 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 why were the windows open during a thunderstorm because margaret is off the hinges we <laughs> letting the evil out in her mind yeah <laughs> so she calls carrie a witch after she does after she closes the windows and that satan's powers are working through her <laughs> <laughs> carrie smiles as do i and says she's not the only one with that gift and that she doesn't want to talk about it anymore mm-hmm And now Margaret White is terrified of her daughter. Listen, lock me in a closet again and see what fucking happens, Harry. See what happens. (laughs) You call Margaret White Harry. (laughs) You Harry Slytherin. (laughs) That hair. 
<laughs> Wait, does my hair get into House of Slytherin too? Because we're yeah. a package deal. <laughs> That's right. You can't have one without the other. Anyway. Billy and Chris get to working together on Chris's revenge plan in the gym. Recruiting Billy's friends and Norma. Norma is also a major bitch in this movie. She's, and she's the Chris's one with the red friend. hat. That right? fucking hat. It's like she can't take the hat off for anything. What are you and hiding under that hat? Fuck a red hat these I days. I wish she had a <laughs> Chris has recruited Norma to help with the ballots for prom king and queen because they're gonna they're gonna sabotage the shit out of this prom. Meanwhile, gossip is traveling around town that Tommy in the school that Tommy is taking Carrie White to the prom, and the girls, the ones that we saw at the gym uh, earlier in the movie, are especially are getting a kick out of it, and of course, mm-hmm. laughing their asses off. It's kind of hard in that moment too to tell like who's good and who's not because. Yeah, it's all kind of going around, but then it's also like, oh, like he must be like fucking with her, right? Right. Like that's mm-hmm. those are the vibes I was getting. That's why it was oh, still absolutely. hard for me to know whether or not Tommy was genuine or not. Yeah, I think Tommy was. I think we saw a glimpse of Tommy being genuine when they were making fun of his poem. So we see a fun little back and forth between Tommy with his buddies trying on tuxes and then Carrie on her own trying out lipstick. It's adorable. It I want to go my... with her and help her. I do too. I mean, honestly, she could help me out because she looks way better than <laughs> I do. <laughs> Carrie girl, what you think? <laughs> it makes my heart happy. You know, it's so happy to see her you know, she's be able happy. to stand up. Yes, she's happy. She stood up to her crazy mama and now she's having fun around town getting ready for her big night, you know? Yes, yes. It is a beautiful moment. Obviously, you can see it in her face. She's never experienced that that joy. Oh, exactly. And it's got so. like the upbeat music, mm-hmm. you know? It's very you pure. Just, you just have fun with that part. So it switches to that evening and Carrie's back in her scary house getting ready. She's wearing a beautiful light pink sheer dress that she made and her long hair is curled and she's putting her makeup on in that shattered mirror. She's so angelic looking. I know. Of course, the rainy cloud of a woman, mama, (laughs) comes in the room and she said, red, I should have known it would be red. Pink, mama, it's pink. From now on, I'm probably just going to call her mama. It's just easier. Camera zooms in on Carrie's breasts. And the most memorable line of this fucking movie arrives. And it's mama saying, I can see your dirty pillows. That's the one line I took away from this movie. (laughs) I'm now deceased. Yes. Breasts, mama. Take off that dress. We'll burn it together and pray for forgiveness. <laughs> nope. And then Margaret yells in pain as she scratches her own damn face and pulls her hair. She's gone feral on herself. She, <laughs> she... Carrie's just like, stop it, mama. Get away. And then she's like, they're all going to laugh at you. Carrie's had enough of her mama's insanity and uses her powers to throw her mama on the bed. Her telekinesis is flaring. Oh, it's flaring. She tells her not to move until after she leaves. Mama sits up and says, Thou shalt not suffer which to live. What? <laughs> Madness is brewing in the White House. Gary White's house. And it's going to get ugly. But before it gets ugly, it gets really sweet. So Tommy and Carrie arrive to prom. She's hesitant to go in. And Tommy is a good sport and a gentleman. He makes her finally feel comfortable enough to go in. And everything seems to be going in Carrie's favor. Like it's definitely the best night of her life so far. 
Even like Ooh. Sue's, you know, best bud is is also making her feel included. And I really want to focus on this. She's feeling really loved by these people. She's feeling very included. Tommy is being wonderful to her. And so is uh, Sue's friend. And I'm not exactly sure if they ever mentioned what her name is, but she's being super inclusive with her. Then a slow song comes on. You know, he takes her uh, to the dance floor and then they begin to dance. She's scared, but he helps her through it. And the camera angle in this moment, it makes the scene everything. Mm-hmm. It might make you a little bit dizzy, but... You do spin for a hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> like, the angle is, like, shooting up from the bottom, and they twirl around and around under the silver prom decor and the colorful lights. Yeah. I'm kind of thrown off, though, because he actually kisses her. He does. You got a little lipstick, you got your dirty pillows out. That red dress. Sue <laughs> <laughs> It's pink. <laughs> <laughs> but then he picks her up even though it seems like an unlikely match he really seems to have like a good heart he, he's almost picking her up like you'd pick up a, a toddler and spin him around true but they're holding on and tight to each other and they're just so happy and laughing and you're like damn maybe i should have went to prom for a man around <laughs> hell <laughs> so it's time to vote for king and queen carrie sees herself on the ballot and it makes her nervous but again tommy calms her nerves and talks her into voting for themselves he's like to the devil with false modesty and uh, she's like to the devil <laughs> yes <laughs> and she's like i'm the, down with that yes and so you see like the biggest smile you've ever seen on anybody and she's so confident and happy and because he even invites her to like a party after prom and he asks her he's like do you really have to be home early and she's like yeah i promise but he he wants her to like continue spending time with him I know. So after that scene, we switch over to uh, Mama at home chopping with nothing but a butcher knife, slamming that knife down over and over and over and over. Yeah, she's violently chopping, and then she's just letting him fly all over the damn floor. Pick your carrots up. You're gonna get ants, Mama. (laughs) (laughs) She's a mess. Oh, so Norma with her stupid red hat. Uh, starts collecting the ballots and billy's friend slyly gives norma the false ballots these ballots will name tommy and carrie the winner making them king and queen yep all the grand scheme here Mm, yeah we got a chris and billy scheme unfolding norma she signals to billy and chris hiding under the stage that the ballot part of the plan was complete tommy and carrie are crowned prom king and queen this movie really wants to hone in this is the moment of her life oh yeah she's so just so euphoric in that moment mm -hmm. as they're approaching the stage you know the music grows sinister because we catch a glimpse of that bitch chris hiding Uh under the stage with the rope in her hand Uh and then the moment is still beautiful on stage for tommy and carrie with the slow motion movement as the bucket of pig's blood wobbles way above their heads So, you know, Sue arrives and she sees the rope and then she follows the bucket to the rope and then down to the stage and she sees the silhouette of Chris holding that that rope. Mm-hmm. She runs to Chris and she tries to stop her, but Collins sees Sue. Now, Collins yeah. thinks that Sue is trying to ruin the night for Carrie. Yeah. She doesn't know any better, you know? Right. Sue didn't save the day, unfortunately. Chris pulls the rope. The bucket overturns with the blood pouring all over the happy prom queen. Splat. Just everywhere. And you see Sissy Spacek's eyes are just so huge and blue. Now, I want you to notice when this happens, everyone is stunned. Oh, yeah. Everybody's silent. And Tommy is pissed. Then Norma starts laughing. 
but she's laughing alone. You know, Carrie is horrified, just shaking, disgusted, embarrassed. Yes. Basically, every negative emotion that you can feel, that's what she's feeling right now. It's one of the most heartbreaking scenes as far as bullying goes, humiliating someone. I mean, it's just awful. It is quiet for a brief moment because the bucket is swinging and you can hear the drops of blood hitting the floor. Everyone's voice is muted. That bucket drops and it hits Tommy on the head and it kills him. Because I think they want you to know that it's insanely serious. No one is going to fucking laugh at that, you know? And then he falls to the floor next to a bloody Carrie. And then we hear it. We hear Mama's voice in Carrie's head. They're all going to laugh at you. Yes, just like on repeat. Uh, On repeat. And we see her blood-soaked face in terror as she looks into the crowd she see she sees everyone laughing hysterically, mm-hmm. but was it real? I don't think they were actually laughing. No, I don't either. <laughs> I think at this point she had snapped the way that she was seeing everybody was kind of like a kaleidoscope. You know, she's obviously seeing something different through her eyes, and it's that everyone's laughing at her. When truthfully, like I think everybody was like, "Holy shit, what the fuck just happened?" None of them knew this was going to happen. Right. I think from the shock and the anger that. Carrie goes into a fucking rage and sees what she wants to see from her past trauma. This is when shit gets real. Carrie doesn't care who you are now. Anyone and everyone is about to get fucked. Mm-hmm. She slams all the doors, some even crushing people. They're trying to get out. She said, nay, nay. She sprays people with a fire hose. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't know if it knocks Norma out or if it kills her, but it's like spraying her face and she's like looking dead (laughs) yeah yeah she gone (laughs) she turns on all the lights to where it's only the red emergency lights that are lit that's so creepy so it gives that red ominous feel Mm -hmm. um people are screaming and running around in horror and then she starts an electrical fire on stage and it Mm. it electrocutes the teacher that was making fun of tommy's poem and then after that she brings down like a platform on mrs collins basically cutting her in half killing her i didn't like that that made me sad i know so miss collins is gone chris and billy watch in horror from outside when they that happens to miss collins and in that moment they knew they fucked up oh yeah big time because it's it's bar it's about to be barbecue time bitches oh oh yeah oh yeah we're barbecuing the class of 76 (laughs) carrie creates a fire that engulfs all the screaming class of 76 you know as she walks slowly outside with the flames behind her mm-hmm. the music and the cinematography in this shot oh, yeah. as she's slowly walking out of those doors mm-hmm. it's horrifying and it's brilliant at the same time yeah she's no longer the beautiful angelic carrie we would i'm cheering for carrie but at the same time i'm terrified for the people that she left behind in the gym because we know you know that they weren't actually laughing at her yeah And she walks all bloody down the street and then Billy and Chris see her and they decide, you know what, let's just run her over because obviously she can't move things with her mind. Right. Like y'all have not (laughs) borne witness to the last 10 minutes of this movie. She locks eyes on them and boom, she sends that car flying and going in flames, killing the two main antagonists inside. Yes. A blazing inferno. Now this is where it gets extra, extra good. She now arrives home. The music, the house, Carrie, everything in this moment is the scariest shit ever. She slowly walks into a house that is covered in lit candles. I mean, everywhere. 
a million lit candles even on the damn bed they're everywhere but where's mama where is mama (laughs) she walks upstairs slowly looking for mama and we see her hidden behind carrie's bedroom door in a white nightgown yes and she's just standing there and carrie doesn't see her i'm like someone get my blanket i am scared i mean right you think with telekinesis you might know if somebody else is in the room with you i don't know i don't know you get like a spidey sense oh right (laughs) well she stays hidden while carrie sobs in the tub cleaning the blood off of her and Mm. then in this moment you're not scared of carrie anymore no you're like sympathizing with her now you're back to yeah you're back to feeling sorry for her again and then mama comes out from behind the door and she is not okay no she is (laughs) she is absolutely off the rails yes (laughs) she's in a daze and she sits on the floor with carrie saying hold me mama please hold me and then mama said i should have killed myself when he put it in me (laughs) (laughs) like the writer i tell you she explains that her and ralph live sinlessly but you know he got drunk she get horny the rest is history that's right all the dirty touch and the stench of roadhouse whiskey on his breath and i liked it i liked it so she tells carrie that she should have given her to god when she was born and then she says we'll pray we'll pray for the last time we'll pray they begin saying the Lord's Prayer, and Mama takes that same butcher knife that she was using, you know, and brings it down hard into Carrie's back. Mm. And then Carrie goes rolling down the stairs. Mama follows with the knife, and she is smiling. This is what nightmares are made of. Yes. And I'm over here screaming, Mind flay, Mama Carrie, mind flayer. Yes. <laughs> yes. Come on. Fight Thank back. You. That's right. And I mean, Carrie's just like, she's stunned she's sliding back you know on on the ground towards the closet and mama is still coming at her smiling with that damn knife she raises the knife and carrie sends another knife flying into mama's hand attaching her to the wall and then she sends another knife into her chest and Mm. she sends another knife attaching her to the other side of the wall so she is basically yeah she basically crucified her mom on the door yes she noticed that like i mean i could have sworn that mama was having orgasms as each one went in i think you're right we cannot skip over like oh carrie stabbed her once and then mama died no no mama came a couple times (laughs) i saw mama's o face at least four times Mm. as her old ass is bleeding out she's like oh (laughs) 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 again this is actual audio from the film (laughs) (laughs) oh poor mama Ooh, what oh, what i'm just kidding <laughs> fuck that bitch happy. yeah <laughs> mama should have died like that no <laughs> she, she, she should not on. have enjoyed that <laughs> So when she's hanging there, like I said earlier, she literally looks like the Jesus statue in the little closet. Yes, creepy closet Jesus. Yeah. And Carrie screams and she hears the house and sees the house starting to fall apart. It's like literally caving in. She drags mama into that little bitty closet and then the house catches fire and then it becomes consumed by the earth. (laughs) 
you know, I had higher hopes for Carrie, to be honest. I, I, I really did I didn't expect her to drag Mama into the Jesus closet and for them to just get swallowed up by the mouth of hell. <laughs> but that is, in <laughs> fact, what happened. Hell was hungry. <laughs> it was. It said, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> 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 the last scene we see Mrs. Snell on the phone talking about Sue's condition and how she's doing with the death of her classmates. Mm-hmm. And then we see Sue in a beautiful dress and she's carrying flowers. She's walking down the sidewalk and she's mm-hmm. walking to the location of where Carrie's house once stood. It's just a big hole filled with mm-hmm. like scorched rocks That's and right. that for sale sign and the shape of a cross. But even on that for sale sign, it says Carrie White burns in hell. Poor Carrie, she can't catch a motherfucking break. Like Not even, even in death. There's no RIP for Carrie. <laughs> Sue bends down to place the flowers by the cross. And when you least expect it, drum roll please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a drum roll or a fart? It sounded like a fart. Carrie's bloody arm shoots out and grabs Sue, trying to pull her down to hell Mm because hell is still hungry. You know, Mm -hmm. Sue wakes up screaming bloody murder and shakes uncontrollably in her mother's arms. The end. Yes, (laughs) the end. (laughs) The end. I don't know how I feel about Carrie still. Yeah, it's like I said, I had higher hopes for Carrie, to be honest. Mm, I know. Uh, Sue is going to need years and years of therapy. I mean, no, I will never sleep again. She's like now, you know, drifting into Nightmare on Elm Street territory. That's right. I mean, fun fact, that's actually Sissy Spacek's bloody arm. Like she wanted it to be her for real arm. I love it. <laughs> yes. It's not cast as Carrie's arm. That is in my contract. If it's, I if do it's not my arm, I quit. That's right. She did. <laughs> like she was adamant. She's like, I do my own handwork. <laughs> This is where we uh, go ahead and say what we give it, man. What do, we, what do you give uh, old Carrie here? So I would say probably a four. And the only reason I would say a four versus a five is because it is a stellar movie and it's Stephen King. Um, is because I feel like there's some points throughout the movie that they could have expanded on a little bit more. Yeah. But it's already a 90 minute movie. So perfect length for a horror film. It is. It is. I mean, shit. I don't know. Like I... I would say more character, uh, more character development, but I hated them just as much as I think they, Stephen King wanted me to hate them. And oh, for sure. Brian De Palma wanted me to hate them. I give it a five out of five just because it's nostalgic for me. It's one of the very first ones that, that I actually love. It, it, it covers all the, the bases for me because I, I mean, I'm scared to death or I'm laughing at mama. I all the emotions wrapped up in one, like a, a nice little bloody package. That's right. So what was your favorite quote in the movie? Oh, I can see your dirty pillows. Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, that's the only thing I took away from this movie as a youngin. <laughs> that's the, I mean, that's the one that you can't forget. <laughs> I can see your dirty pillows. <laughs> I want a shirt that says that. Future merch. Or even like pillows. If you had it like embroidered in the pillow. We're trademarking that. Nobody take that idea from no, us. No, don't. Please don't. Well, we hope y'all enjoyed our review of Carrie and go watch it. Let us know what you think about it. We love the classics. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>